This is the Seven Hills Church Podcast, where you'll hear incredible teaching from our very own Pastor Marcus Meekham. If you enjoy what you hear, you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcast to get brand new episodes waiting for you every week. You can also download our free smartphone app to see even more exclusive content and to get connected with the life of Seven Hills. Let's get right to the message, and thanks again for being with us. My name is Jake. I am our kids pastor around here. My wife and I lead our kids ministry. Uh, We've been on staff here. Uh, We just did the math uh, yesterday. It's actually, as of next year, we're going on 10 years, a decade of being on staff here at Seven Hills Church. And uh, we're so honored to be a part of this incredible church, incredible move of God. And uh, we're honored to sit under the leadership of Pastor Marcus and Sarah. We have the best pastors. I promise you, actually, my brother and I were talking about this last night. We have the best pastors in the nation, and I might be a little bit biased, but I I do believe that in my heart and soul that Pastor and Sarah are uh, simply the best. There's nothing else you can say other than they really are. So uh, my wife and I, we've been honored to sit here. We have a daughter, Taylor, she's four, and uh, uh, news to all of you watching, congratulations, you get to hear before we release on social media, Erin is now pregnant with our second, so we're excited about that. So uh, today, I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about words. Um, If you wouldn't mind turning with me to John 1.1. John 1.1, I'll get there in just a minute. But I believe, um, as I was talking to my wife last night about what I wanted to say uh, during this time, it, it, you know, we were talking about where people are at, where we are at, where you may be at, with COVID, with um, a lot of the, um, uh, you know, the racial tension that's going on. Um, and, and, and we really felt like uh, words just kept coming up, just, just that phrase, words. And so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that tonight. So uh, join with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for what you're going to do uh, in, this, in this time that we have together. I pray that, God, you can open our hearts and minds uh, and receive the words that you have for us. So in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, Conversational communication is a gift from God. Uh, Words can express love or can express hate. Uh, Words can unite and words can start wars. You look at Adolf Hitler's words and it was one of the worst things that has ever happened to the face of this planet. But then you look at Martin Luther King Jr.'s words and they united. They, They furthered a vision And so I believe that words can either be the worst thing or the best thing that happens in your life. And it is your words. On average, we have 30 conversations a day. We send and receive, on average, about 128 text messages per day. Um, I think that's just the men. I think women might be a little bit more. Just kidding. Uh, But this is a fun fact. Americans spend, send 18.7 billion with a B, billion texts per day. We have a lot of words. Here's a little bit of a uh, history or a, you know, some, some uh, information about words. Um, one person said the acronym for words is a wonderful opportunities to relate dynamically to someone about something. Uh, we see God as the God of words. We're made in God's image. The Bible is the word of God. God speaks to us through his words. Uh, have you ever thanked God for the wonder of words? And then now we're going to get to that scripture I told you about, John 1, 1. Um, I think that this scripture really defines this message. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was 
with God and the word, watch this, was God. I think that's so interesting. Have you ever analyzed your words that you're speaking over yourself? Just the tone of your words, the way you think about yourself, the way you talk to family members. Have you ever really analyzed the words that are coming out of your mouth, the way you're saying them, that sort of thing? I think it's a really interesting concept to start thinking about. In uh, Psalms 45.1, it says, my heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. That's the NIV version. The King James version, I think I like the ending better. It says, my tongue is the pen for a ready writer. That your tongue is the pen ready to write the story that you want to write. And I think that that makes it really powerful. We look at Genesis where God spoke the word into the world into existence with his words. And just as God spoke the world into existence, we speak our own world into existence. Your words over your life have more power than anyone's words over you. When we begin to speak well, we will have more positive emotions, wholeness in our relationships become skillful in handling our finances, honor people, and add value to our lives. If we were to order or calibrate our speech to God's speech, which is God wants to prosper us, give us a hope and a future, multiply us, and give us a purpose. If we were to calibrate our speech to God's speech, which is what I just said, and I'm gonna repeat it, God wants to prosper us. Give us a hope and a future, multiply us and give us purpose. If we begin to calibrate our speech and align our speech with God's speech about us, we will see divine deliverance in every area of our life. So I have three quick points. I'm not gonna be long tonight. Just take a couple of minutes. I have three quick points that I wanna kinda talk to you about words. Number one, the words in our life should be life-giving. The thesaurus has over 3,000 words for emotions. Think about that. The thesaurus has over 3,000 words for emotions. And what I find so fascinating is 2,000 of those words, almost 2,000, are negative. And 1,000 are positive. That more than two-thirds of the words you can find in the thesaurus about emotions uh, tend to be negative. And I think that's so true with the, with the human condition, with the, with the human who we are. You know, God made us in his image, but we are fallen, we are sinful. And I believe that that is the reason that we speak negatively uh, oftentimes. And, 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 and what we need to learn to do is become life-giving. And Proverbs 10, 11, I love this. It says, the words of the godly are life, are a life-giving fountain. I love that phrase, a life-giving fountain. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. We are naturally, we are not naturally bent to see something positive when he says death or life is in the power of the tongue. We begin to speak uh, relationships. If we begin to speak positively over our relationships, over our money, if we begin to speak life into our marriage, into our kids, 
I think that that's what God needs us to do during this time especially, during the midst of maybe you're out there and, 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 and you experience a job loss. Maybe you've just been cooped up in your home for, for an extended period of time. Or maybe you are sitting there and you're looking on social media and you just see a bunch of negative things. I believe that what God wants you to do is just to start speaking life into all areas of your life. We say it like this around here. We talk about the difference between a thermostat and a thermometer. What does a thermometer do? A thermometer tests and reads the temperature of the room. It doesn't set it. You know, if it's 98 degrees, 100 degrees in a room, in a space, how many of y'all know that's hot? A thermostat or a thermometer, I'm sorry, is just going to tell you what temperature it is. But a thermostat sets the temperature. And I believe our words are the thermostat that we can use to set the temperature of the space around us. And we all know the temperature is set at 68 degrees. I'm sorry, Dad. I know it freezes up the HVAC system, but 68 degrees is the perfect temperature for a house. Anyways, you can take that. But we need to be a thermostat to our lives. We need to set the temperature around us with our words. Taylor, my daughter, um, she's into repeating everything that we say. And uh, just recently, she dropped a really bad word. I mean, it, think of the worst word you could drop. It, it, probably that's the one she dropped the other night. Uh, she takes after her mama, of course. I'm just kidding. But my daughter dropped a really, really bad word. Why? Because, because Taylor, she's four and a half years old, so she's starting to repeat things that Aaron and I say or that she hears, you know, maybe on, through music or on TV, and she's beginning to repeat it. And what is true about your kids, your kids will repeat the types of people, the types of attitudes in the thermostat set in your house, they'll start repeating those things. So we need to stop complaining. Stop being negative because our children are going to, you're setting the thermostat, you're setting the tone, our children are going to start to repeat that. The people around us are going to start creating that and then all of a sudden you have a pretty horrible place to live. We need to stop complaining about even this next generation. And we need to start uplifting it. I see pace, people all over Facebook all the time sharing things like, well, our youth will never know. Well, I love this phrase. I see it all the time. It, uh, I don't love it. I'm being uh, facetious, but it's uh, when I was younger, when I was younger, and then something negative is said about the next generation. And I believe that we need to start doing the opposite, that we need to start speaking life into this next generation. Stop speaking death into our kids. Speak life. This is the greatest generation on the planet. We have the, uh, they have the most opportunity open to them. They understand hard work. The more life we speak into our children and into the next generation, the better they'll be. Um, I watched this movie the other night and it reminded me of something, a habit that I had started back when my daughter was a baby. Uh, we watched the movie The Help, an incredible movie, um, so timely right now. And, and we were watching that movie, and I remember the, the lady in it, she would speak over the little girl this phrase every day, you is kind, you is smart, 
you as important. And I watched that movie and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world to speak over my child. So I started when Taylor was a baby. And again, watching it the other night reminded me that uh, where it came from that I did that. It's, it's a common thing in my house. Um, I sometimes throw in other words. Sometimes I, I throw in some words that I want her to, uh, you know, kind of do, you know. So, so if she was mean that day, you know, I remind her, hey, Taylor, you're kind. Remember, you're kind. Uh, and, then, and then you're smart. I'll add in you're beautiful. Um, but I always add in you're important. And I think that that's critical in our lives, that we should be speaking life, life-giving words into our families and into our children. Uh, so number one, words should be life-giving. Number two, think before you speak. I have three quick verses in Proverbs 21, 23, whoever guards his mouth and tongue guards his soul from troubles. Come on. That's good. Proverbs 21, 23, I'm going to read it again. It says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue guards his soul from troubles. It's incredible. Proverbs 13, three, he who guards his lips uh, preserves their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Proverbs 15, 28, the heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. I find it so fascinating that there, fascinating that there are seven things actually that are an abomination, an abomination to the Lord. And three of them, three of the seven deal with the mouth. Your mouth isn't just a self-running organism, it's connected to the heart. Uh, there's this old uh, saying down in the South that says, wherever, um, sorry, whatever's in the buckets in the well, and of course what this means is whatever comes out of your mouth is how the heart is speaking. We use roughly 500 words a day out of the 5,600 English language. Maybe we need to change up a few of those 500 words and be a little bit more positive or speak a little bit less than the 500 words and think about what we speak before we say it. Psalms 19:14. let the words of my mouth and the meditation, the key on that meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. When are my words acceptable? When I say what he is saying, uh, you will only go as high as your words. I love, again, that verse that says, my words and my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Uh, meditation's kind of like this uh, in this verse. It, you know, when I was, a, when I was a, a boy, my mom would come in to my room, um, you know, maybe because maybe I was being too loud. She was on the phone. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had that where mama comes in and you're just screaming and yelling, maybe friends over, you're having a sleepover and you're playing video games and you're screaming and yelling. And, uh, you know, mama would come in and, you know, sh shush me, tell me to be quiet. And, uh, and, and, you know, she said, not another word. And then of course I would mumble word, 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 word. And then mom would hear me and, you know, just start wailing on me. Uh, meditation is kind of like that, kind of like the, 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 the murmuring that you do inside of you, that little mumble, that little murmur, that I'll never get that promotion. I always do bad on my test. Well, my wife, my husband, they never, I'll never be accepted. What is it that you are murmuring over your life? It's not something you may be saying out loud, but it's something you're murmuring. It's like when I was a kid and I said, words, words, words. What are you murmuring over your life that might be negative? You know, again, the Bible tells us to think before we speak, even 
if what we're speaking is inside of our head and we're speaking over our own life. Think before we speak and start again, back to point one, speaking words of life. And my last point, point number three, is that our words can be either a weapon or they can be medicine. I'm closing down with this Proverbs 16, 24. It says, pleasant words are like honeycomb. Honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth of the righteousness is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. There's this old uh, saying that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, words do hurt. Uh, I'm reminded of the Rwanda genocide when I think about how bad words can hurt. That actually you can boil the entire Rwanda genocide down to one word, the word cockroach. That one group called another group the word cockroach. From that label, they were able to rise up, revolt, and over an estimated 800,000 to 1 million people were killed in the Rwandan genocide because one group labeled another group cockroaches. And as we approach July 4th and we see that, you know, that the Declaration of Independence was created and what is that? It's, it's a group of words. It's just a bunch of words written on a paper, but my point is this, is that words can either destroy a race or a people group or words can raise a nation. They're that powerful. And so I challenge you today, are your words being a weapon into your family, into your life? Or are they being medicine? That sweet honeycomb that the Bible talks about. Are they being the medicine that you need? I wanna challenge us all again to use our words wisely. I'm gonna bring up that verse one more time, John 1, 1. I just, I think it's perfect. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Miles Monroe talks about this, about how your words create your world. And if you think about it, God created us in his image. He created you and me in the image of God. So look at yourself in the mirror. And something, and that's the way God looked because again, the Bible says it was, we were created in his image. So when we think about that truth, and then we think about the truth that we just read in John 1, 1, that God created the heavens and the earth, that he created the world by using his words, and God was, and the word was with God, and the word was God. When we think about that truth, and then we think again that we were created in his image, just think about how powerful your words are, and ask yourself, are my words speaking life? Am I controlling my speech? And of course, that third point, are my words medicine? Or are my words creating war and strife inside of my life, inside of my family, inside of the world that I've created? What does that look like? I'm gonna pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, Jesus, that we have, that you gifted us, God, 
the power of words and that our words are the thing that create the world in which we live, the people we interact with, the things that we do. Father, I pray that this week as we go about our week, this month, God, I pray that you continue to remind us of this truth, that you give us the strength, Father, that you give us the peace and the patience, and you help us control our tongues when we need to and speak life into all areas of our life. Father, let our words be that sweet honeycomb you talked about in Psalms. Let our words be the medicine that someone may need this week. Father, I pray over every person listening to the sound of my voice. God, we pray over Unified Sensi. God, that as all churches, a lot of churches come together that day, God, and we pray and we use our words, Jesus, to unite and not divide. I pray that you use us in an incredible way to unite the city of Cincinnati and the body of Christ like never before. That revival hits God. We thank you for what is going to happen in that moment in time, in that space. And it's in your precious name we pray, amen. That's all for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, there are just a couple next steps we'd love to highlight. First, you can subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date with brand new episodes every single week. You can even share this with a friend by clicking that share button you see right there on your screen. We'd also love to hear from you. So if you have a comment, you can visit us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Seven Hills Church. Lastly, we want to say thank you to those who give generously to this ministry. You're helping us impact thousands. You can click on the link in the episode's description to give now or visit us at sevenhillschurch.tv backslash give. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.